G'day punters, mailbag preview time for Eagle Farm as a focus. We're also going to touch on Flemington, Pete Anthonis, Shane Curlio, Mark Roden, Jack Dickens here. Curls, it's your home ground once more. We've got a Group 1 Oaks race. What does the Oaks look like uh, from a first glance? Uh, it looks like a Chris Waller barrier trial. Jump out, private jump out. Um, He's got a fair. He's got a fair number of runners in the race. Um, you sort of hope they'd be able to sort it out, wouldn't you? Uh, get the tactics right. Unlike Wednesday uh, at uh, Warwick Farm, wherever they were, I noticed in the first race while they had a couple in and might have got the tactics a bit skew whiff there with a couple of runners. <laughs> anyway, um, the Oaks. Yeah, look. Obviously, these horses have all sort of um, well, have all all probably. All, bar a couple, have had a run in Queensland, and those couple being Media Ward and Jack. Can you pronounce the name of the top weight here? Dua? I think it's Dua, so we're going within Sydney, I think. Duas. Yeah. Oh, chatting old girl. <laughs> I hit it in my ass. <laughs> Sounds like, um... Who's that, who's that actor who did um, Fat Boy Slim... Christopher Walken. Walken. Oh. I had the watch in my ass. Do I? Do I? Do I? Do I? Yeah, and most of these have come, you know, have come through the same race. We had the, the race at Doombin a couple of weeks ago in the Roses. Think, oh, wow. Uh, Hang on a second. Edward Cummings, Hugh Bowman. They've combined three times, striking at 66.7%, 430 profit on turnover punters. Wow. Would be on this horse, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a new, uh, yes. very, very good, exciting feature of the the punningform.com.au layout. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be taking a lot of notice of sort of three start combos. But all three have been this horse. I just checked. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> sorry, Kels. No, don't be sorry. Um, Christopher, Uncle Chris as he's affectionately known amongst the male baggies. Uncle Chris, um, he had something like five of the six first past the pup, five, five of the six first six home in the Roses at Doombin, uh, which most of these come through. Uh, the Mark Newnham train bargain was run second to only words in that race. Um, so that's going to be the, the race where most of these line up on. If you want to use form links on punning form, another great feature on punning form. And you can tie all these, you know, a lot of these in together. Um, sort of didn't mind the effort. If I'm trying to, to single a couple out here, um, like how do you possibly look at seven Waller runners and try and decipher whose turn it is <laughs> in a group one? Like it's nigh on impossible. Um, there was plenty of good runs in the race. There's a couple that weren't suited that got back and made ground. There's a couple that settled closer to the speed and were able to be in the finish. Um, only words were strong through the line. Um, you know, Easy Far was another one that settled in front of a, you know in front of the sweet spot and and boxed on really well. Um, horse had been on before. When I first sort of had a look at the replay of Grace and Harmony, I thought it was it might have just went around. Um, Would, you know, wouldn't J Mac be getting the getting the pick of them? That's what I'm. Yeah, and J Mac sticks. Um, Isn't the sort of like 
Pecking order there. J Mac, Q, the rest. I would have thought J Mac, sure. Uh, in a race like this, yes. Although he, he they often he often does, he doesn't shift them around. He often they make a decision and then stick through through yeah. a few runs of a prep. Well, let's have and a look at profitability. Yeah. Look, McDonald and Walker together as a winning combo. Amazing. Oh my god. Yep, as an update. Last last, last hundred rides, they're eleven point three percent profit on turnover. Twenty six percent. That's how quick and easy it is, guys, yep. to go on puntingform.com to do and get that sort of data. And they should be overbet and they're underbet. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. Then there's another Waller runner which I thought went good called Charm Star. Yeah. Um you know, she's ran very strong late sectional. She ran the second fastest furlong in the race. Uh, the race went out four point lengths faster than average, and she was up on speed. She went two, negative 2.8 herself, and then still ran the second fastest last furlong in that race. Um, and she was first up for Chris Waller, uh, two months, but uh, roughly two months between runs um, from the um, the Trentham Group One Oaks in New Zealand um, to lobby in Queensland and. You know, the market was like $9 to 15s, so we're just going to go around for fitness here. And it's gone enormous running third. Um, if, if I would love to have Uncle Chris on the, on the job today on the show and just say, and give us one that he thinks can win. Because you look deep through their field form, they've all, you, they've all got chances. Hey, I honestly um, don't know. I think they're all going really well. Um, I thought that blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah so really, I, I don't know which way to, to push you there. So if you're against that form line, um, you can be with Dewey. <laughs> now, Dewis, Dewey. Dewass, Dewass. Um, Get in my ass. So it was like, it's Walk 47 it days between runs. It's, uh, as have had, has had a barrier trial. Has the Hungry Heart form, ran second to Hungry Heart in the Australian Oaks. You would say on a normal preparation that that form it would be the form um does isn't trained by anthony it's trained by Ed, edward <laughs> so that's a tick um, that hungry heart race rated you know rated pretty strongly um it's, uh, it's effort in the adrian knox was good when it beat bargain who bargain came here last week uh 12 days, two weeks ago Ran in that Roses race. Um, it was very strong late as well. If on the punting form data, it'll show that it ran incremental sectionals from the 600 to the finish, so it was strong there. Did come off a 35-day freshen with a barrier trial in between. So strong again. The only question I sort of had about this horse is, like, it's a cl- I know it's ran second in Adrian Knox to Dewey, finding the line. Seems to always want to be finding the line, this horse. It's only one of class one. Did carry Rachel King, admittedly, but only won a class one. But then has gone through, obviously, as a three-year-old filly, has gone and run in the black type races. But got to do it at this level, I suppose, is a little query on it. I'm not sure. It always seems to be running on. Um, and then we've got Media Award, who hopefully oh, the trainer's nose has recovered. Um I think I think there was something going around Twitter or somewhere, some social media video. I was seeing Chris out the front of a pub with a 
splattered, splattered nose across his face. Looked like he'd been in a fight. I'm going to pot it, though. 33 days between runs up to Queensland. I just can't come into it. Um, I haven't seen a barrier trial for it. So I'm happy to be against it off that break. Jeez, um, I'm waffling on here. I've got nowhere to go with... Um, right, I've to... got some questions for you. Now, if I look at the homepage of the Eagle Farm, the puntingform.com.au homepage, something that stands out to me here is DJ Hansen. He goes at 15% strike rate, just loses on pot overall. 200 off uh, 1,300 runners. So that's, that's what he does. Last 100, he's improved. He's going better than ever. Mm. Oh, hang on a second. He's at 104 runners at Eagle Farm, 22% profit on turnover, at only a 9.6% strike rate. A little bit confusing, but is he hot or what, Curls? He's got one runner, Dr. Hoos, race four, number seven. Um, okay, so this is my betting strategy for that stable. If they're $5 into $3... I'd rather be take the three. You know, I've rated at four dollars. I'd take the three dollars. Gotcha. gotcha. And always wait, so they're not five out to ten. They don't. I don't have the stats in front of me, but you never take. You never. I'm not backing that stable when they're five dollars out of ten dollars. He's certainly the, the the hottest like trainer there on Saturday at Eagle Farm, from from what I'm looking at. From a uh, statistical point. Yeah. Tony, Tony and Madison Sears okay as well. Yeah. As far as jockeys go, though, nothing's really standing out to be honest, except for I'm not, not going to say it. Don't worry about it. Okay, that's well and good. Did we come to a conclusion with the Oaks though? Uh, do we have a, a suggestion at the current prices? Do we have a bet, or is it just like complete? Who knows? Stay out. Oh, it's going to be a stay out for me purely because of. I'm going to get wallowed, likely. Uh, unless I see a change of tactics early on. <laughs> if I do see a change of tactic and Waller's got six runners and two are going forward, I'll be crossing off those two that are going forward and we could potentially come into J-Mac, uh, who does well, get a low draw and settles a bit closer here. On the on the data, on the, on the data, one and three uh, could be a little bit firmer in the market. And on the uh, Waller setup sort of stuff, we're thinking well, maybe the six... Yeah. Who and J Mac J Mac off thirty seven rides versus Hugh at thirty three rides Eagle Farm. J Mac nine point two percent profit on turnover. Huey negative thirteen point four. Okay. Against that, he rode Senor Toba a treat from yeah. a shocking barrier last week in the derby yeah. and gets nothing for that in his stats, does he? On his profit stats. But that was a that was a great yeah. ride. Oh, he's, a, he's one of the greats. A ride. It can win. Yeah. 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 But it's a it's a pretty it's one of the more boring Group ones I've ever looked at. I think. It's ridiculous how many Group ones there are. Well, that's, it'll never change. Well, well racing racing Australia is being united by one of the biggest breeders in the history of racing of, of Australia. So good luck to it. There'll be double the Group ones in two years probably. <laughs> Wanger, I'll be out of four maidens and two listed races on a, on a Thursday. <laughs> I'll be for mares only. Yeah, that's just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Phillies anyway, allowed. One for Phillies, one have, for Mares. I have dribbled about this race on the show for 10 minutes, and I've spent about 56 minutes on it already. I'm 
just trying to work the map out. And I'm just going to wait. And Uncle Chris, I know you watch the show for tactics and tactical advice. Could you come up with a CAT and just let us know who's going forward, please? Thank you. Bye for now. Okay, very Bye. good. Let's go to Eagle Farm. Thanks for having us. Let's go to race one because that looks a little bit more interesting. Yes, I have questions. Yep. Take it it away, girls. I want Jack Dickens to get involved here because um, I missed the. I I sort of should have had something on this earlier. Um, Still might have something on this price because this thing just could be like a big go. Number two, Massaf. Massaf. A lot of white nurses. Christopher Massaf. Goes good. What do you want to know about it? Rails and run. Gets It would be worse at midfield. Is that going to be the place to be, Eagle Farm? You see how we go. Like a little bit last week, it was like the later. This, this, this race won, though. You gotta, you're going to have to go yes or no. Like come, come Saturday. Eagle Farm will get as it traditionally has, gets, they get away from the inside once. Once they chop the top off it, they just want to get out, 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 out. And the 800-meter race, I think Patton's less relevant. I think so. Um, but this horse was, like, embarrassed at poor field the other day. You know, like, whatever. It was, like, dirty old Ipswich or somewhere. It was a class one. Um, killed him, so it should have. Blah, blah. Obviously, we're not going to... I'm not going off that. Obviously, he's got some some Melbourne form. Um, although, I don't know whether you'd call it form. He hasn't really got near them, but has been a pretty strong grade. He SP'd 5.50 versus Mohican Heights. He ran second, like, a while back to Shapata. It's mm. just like a typical Waller number. If it's on song, it'll gap him. I think so. And then you just sort of, depending on how... How you figure that out? Like, is it purely yard? You know, like that's what Scurry would do. You, you're your angles and market man, change of tactics man. Cot just please kill it. But um, you expect it gets a pretty good run, wouldn't you? From two, yeah, it gets a good run. It does get a good run. Um, often on often on a speed map with a Waller horse, you probably agree with this too, Cotchin. Is that if it's drawn inside on a standard speed map and say it's worse at midfield, you can. Without being too positive in it to, to support your own want to back the horse, it can settle a little bit closer from that inside draw. Yeah, he said that when we spoke to him, that he lets the barrier, in a lot of cases, dictate mm. the uh, yeah. position. Yeah, actually. That's not 100% of the time. I mean, it, they, they, if they're drawn real wide and there's no speed on paper, they'll often go forward. But if there is speed inside him and he's drawn, he said, look, if we draw seven and there's speed inside, we'll be seventh. Yeah. And so that, then they do have the, conversely, the option to settle handier from one or two if uh, if they want. A couple of these coming out of a slowly run race uh, two weeks ago at Doombin. You know, um, Tavion Prince led and they went out like 12 lengths slow. Sort of made for a dash home and Prince of Aragon there sat in, basically sat 1-1 one, one or somewhere, somewhere, maybe 1-2. Uh, and just outdashed them. Um, sort of didn't suit ones from the back as much. Um, this one, this map, like it doesn't look like a heap of speed. Again, that Tavion Prince can get ro- up and rolling. Um, and from so that's what I thought from gate two. I think 
I think he can be like in a much handier position this time around, Masaf and um, hasn't settled close. Uh, you know, often though, that's the only little query, I suppose. Like, there's enough money earlier though to suggest that it's going pretty well and it's going to settle closer, isn't there? Like, it's, yeah. it's open fourteen dollars at tab. It's now yeah. six fifty. Yeah. If it's um, if it's on song, it, it you know, it could start four bucks. Come and our, one of our like friend of the show, Traduce, is in. What do we do with it? I love yeah. this sauce. So do I. Um, everything I say is pocket related, obviously. Hundred percent. And it was like a reverse double press for me because it was one of your earlier bets, and I got like sort of. I knew I was going to get lost in the morning, so I had a little bit more on it that day. Um, had it one early in the day. His last few couple of runs have been on good tempo races where he's able to sort of sit back and and get the job done. He is 33 days between and does come back in trip a little bit. So, like, there's some stables that 30-plus 30, 30 days without a trial are just pen jobs, and they're the, the, not the big stables, like, you know, those small half-hobby trainer types. Um, so I can't be with him today, uh, Saturday, off that. The most interesting runner here for me is the 11 incentivize. Now, um, friend of the show, incentivize. Um, big winner at the Sunshine Coast two starts ago. Uh, killed them uh, at Toowoomba by seven and a half lengths last start. Back in trip here, but is it like he's a horse on the rise? I'll tell you what, what could be happening here. He could be just sort of going back to last and having a good look around because he's qualified for the um, Provincial Stays Championship, which is a big money race for lower-class horses. She's on Ipswich Cup Day, I think... Um, Traditionally, it's held Ipswich Cup Day. So, sort of back in trip, going around just for the odd, you know, $40,000 to the winner standard Saturday race with, a, you know, a race down the track that's extremely suitable, more suitable to him. He could be just out to have a look, I reckon. And uh, and he takes up a little bit of market percentage around 550. So, would not be surprised if he started double that based on that. Um, could be completely wrong, but I'm going to just watch with the, what the market tells us there. What about um, also friends of the show, Kempy, Bailey? Yep. One big for us on the on the stream. What was that horse called? The Mr. Start. He punched up the inside. It was glorious. Can't remember. Well, is that the early days? Yeah. Stream? Not socialising. Yeah, socialising. No, that's Goblin. Yeah, but it, was, it was Bailey. But it was Bailey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, he, he led and, and just got run down the other day. Um, you know, carried carried the, the big weight that day and got run down by Southern Swing. There's a little bit of a weight swing there. Um, I'm sure from gate four, he's a, like he's another one that'll go forward. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know whether he's up to this. Um, has got a big Flemington figure over the mile, so... See, but um, probably not for me. I'm more interested in the two here. I'm interested to see what the market does with the 11 back in trip. Um, and that's sort of the two that I'm focusing on. Okay, very good. That's Eagle Farm. A couple of races there in a nutshell. Meeting overall, Curls. I think it's fair to say it's probably one of the uh, lesser meetings of this carnival. Yeah, look, it's pretty. it's a pretty low meeting, like... First look, um, you know, obviously we're not here to promote turf clubs or that, unless they want to pay us. <laughs> but um, 
You know, we've got um, you know we've got a race here worth two hundred thousand. Race three at Eagle Farm. Um, you know, which a couple of the, which every horse in this race wouldn't have started favourite behind uh, either of David Van Dyke's runners over thirteen hundred and fifty metres yesterday. So it's a low, low race um, for two hundred grand. That's just the that sort of sums up the day a little bit. But we'll see what unfolds as the day goes on. They're both off to the paddock. Uh, Dicks, two winners from yesterday, I believe. Yeah, right, eh? Yeah, that some, I think it was on socials, yes. Oh, look, I, I enjoy musing about David Van Dyke's runners and, and why he keeps yeah. them away from Saturdays and big race days. It just amuses me. Um, He's a beautiful mover, that Orbison. He looks like a horse that could be in calculations for big money races in Sydney and Melbourne in the spring if they wanted to head that way. Look, I mean, call me old-fashioned, but, like, you want to knock around for 20000 on a Wednesday when there's, like... $125,000 races you can roll around on a Saturday just to test it before you go to the paddock? Like, where are we at? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's never been put under pressure, that horse, so we don't know, but he... Uh, no, no. He um, you know, and, and, and every one of... Well, no, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of David Van Dyke's horses, for some reason, don't handle the big race days. The doof-doof <laughs> music, I think David um, referred to it as, you know? Doof-doof. Like a bomb's going off in them, and they just get set off. Yeah. He'd be more Radiohead sort of man, I reckon. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a, it, it, like I think a couple of those types of horses from the DVD yard would have added uh, a lot more interest to the meeting. But well done to everyone that took the dollar fifty on the all ups yesterday on the two of them. Well, speaking of interest, let's have a look at Flemington because every single race is named after VRC members. Wow, that's bloody... What an initiative. Dutch ruddering. <laughs> Dutch ruddering at its finest. <laughs> well, I the thought Dutch... the, best, the best name race in all of this was probably race eight, uh, race race nine. The Otto Con. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, the lockdown for Roden, Pistol and myself has uh, been confirmed to continue. So the, the stream is 100% going ahead on Saturday. So you'll get races six to nine from Flemington, including the Otto Con. The time honoured. The time honoured Otto Con. Ah! Can we get Otto on the show? You'll get the... <laughs> Otto, if you're watching, get in touch. Pistol at themailbag.com.au. Also, uh, yeah, we'll get the quaddy legs from uh, Rose Hill, Eagle Farm, and whatever they give us from the trench, formerly known as the trench, near the swamp there at Belmont. Um, exciting little... Two hours of content we're going to try and do for you on Saturday, guys. We're going to preview one and one only race. Jack, show, before you move to the preview, before we just finish discussing the stream, I'll have a massive disclaimer. I'm actually going to a 1980s-themed uh, party on Saturday. Yeah. Which actually was started with uh, Barefoot Bowls at 2 p.m. and then off to dinner at 5. So I'm going to do the stream instead and go to the dinner. Oh, so man. I will, I will likely be in costume. <laughs> well, we have to push that angle non-stop from now until the time the stream starts, because if that doesn't put viewership through the roof, nothing. Will. Yeah, well, one hundred percent. It's not a punters club. We're not trying to um, 
rice funds. Um, we're just we're just having a stream because we're bored at home. So are really. you? Yeah. Um, Flemington stats punters to get you a little bit excited and very unique. It surprised me here from the punting form stuff, which is again just on the meeting homepage. So if you you click the form tab up the top there, open up Flemington, scroll down. I see it, and I, I almost don't believe it, but <laughs> Archie Alexander goes at 14% and is just profitable from 800 horses. A lot of horses, a lot of ponies. Accurate sort of read. Scroll across. The strike rate drops, but the, so does, obviously, so does the respect from the betting public because his pot goes up to 26.3% from 128 runners at Flemington, which is his... Like a solid number, unless it's like Wee Walla, well not Wee, oh, <laughs> fuck, Ma Ustas Walla, like one of the gigantic stables. They're not going to have more than sort of a hundred runners too often, um, so it's it's as good as we're going to get. Um, but yeah, he's flying at Flemington for whatever reason, and you do find that a lot in Flemington uh, in Victoria. Peter, you'd you'd back me up here. There's certain trainers who are hot at certain tracks for whatever reason it is. Um, we've done it back a long way and it sort of stands up the test of time. So Archie's a trainer to to be positive about at Flemington. And then we go to the riders. Now, this young rider is going at minus 2% pot overall of 2,300 rides at 10% strike rate. This same young rider, his last 100, he's going at 10% strike rate. He's going at just about break even. So he's He's improving slightly versus the market, but his strike rate's the same. This young rider heads to Flemington. This young rider now strikes at 14.7% from 163 rides, which I think's enough to have an opinion on. 33.1% profit on turnover. Pretty big. This guy obviously feels good, likes the big stage, likes the big track. His name's Michael Poy. If you find him, you want to back one of his horses, do so with confidence. He's riding really well at Flemington. That's his Carlene Heffel. What? <laughs> Carlene. Carlene. She's had five runners. Yeah. Rode a Saturday double. Back from Perth. Into her work. 13% the last 100. 7.6% pot. Good Shirley, on you, Carlene. Shirley, Shirley Temple just won race two at Wangaratta. Well, Shirley Hunter, not Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> um, i tell you what, Jack. There's another name there just hidden away that's been profitable at Flemington. Yeah, from and he's, 477 yeah. rides, and he's back. And back. Michael Jordan said it in two words: <laughs> "I'm back." I'm so back. is this man this week. Ladder up, Benny Miller. Uh, yeah, look, excited to have him back on 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 course. <laughs> yeah, 7.9 percent profit on turnover at Flemington. Just going out there. Despite his layoff, you know, he's, Mark Zara's had more winners than him at Flemington, but he's, he's near the top of the tree still. Anyway. Do we have to treat... Do you, do you treat riders coming back from long layoffs cautiously early days, or what do you do? Uh, you try and... I, I've tried to get a bit of information, which I've got. He's a bit fat for a jockey. Because obviously none of them are fat, but... So he's just he's just easing into his work. So I'm trying to stay calm and not get too like horned up for his rides. Um, he's only riding heavy. 
I, then I'm trying to think. I'm trying to get in the head of the like the, the jockey. You know, like what do they love more than anything in the world? Money, cash. Now he's not gone to Queensland. So when's the next carnival? Melbourne. So he's just he's just going to get through his work. He's going to find the right horses. I think he's going to be patient. Um, I think he's going to right. try and win, win some big races in in the Victorian Spring. Yeah, it's a fair plan. Plausible. Yeah, well, I think it's a healthy plan too. Yeah. Uh, what else have I got to do, Peter? Race nine, didn't I say? Uh, yes. Okay, 2,000 metre race. Now, rails out eight metres on Saturday at Flemington. Um, anticipate that equals an even pattern, quite an even pattern. Um, they like to hug the fence early because they think it's the good ground. Um, which lets them run on. Uh, if anything, I think it'll be hard to lead, but I never want to, want to firmly have that position. I'm sure most of you guys will be the same. Um, but I'm hoping they get back, and I hope, I'm hoping they can get back, and I'm hoping they can run on. Now, we backed this horse last start, I think. I think we did. We were certainly close to if we didn't. That's number 16, Luna Flat For Graham Begg and Mickey D, who bent us over, didn't spit, and jammed us so hard yesterday when they um, rolled forward on Skatoon, which was a great ride by Michael, and uh, somehow, I don't know how, he held on to stop vainly running past it, which was a 22-unit swing. Uh, anyway, thought it was a great last start. I think it would be better suited here. There's enough horses for enough tempo. Uh, I think $8 is a great price. I think it starts closer to $6, and it's a horse you can sort of back now with some confidence. That's race nine, number 16, Luna Flair, who's third up. Mick D sticks. Mick D's confident. Graham Begg's flying. Tick, tick, tick. Bet, bet, bet. Good luck. Nope. Funny you mentioned that. It has trimmed up already a little bit. Uh, we, we backed it and sent it just before yep. the show started. Utilising the uh, the NBLs, which Racing Victoria has uh, led from on the front foot. Yes, isn't it wonderful? Um, quick question. Which if it does increase prize money, if it does increase wagering, it'll increase prize money. So maybe, uh, what's his name, we'll we'll, we'll make everyone do it. I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Yeah, settle down, breeders. Um, I was going to ask about Exelman here. Completely... And utterly, like, blessed last start. Yeah. We're on. Was it not one of the greatest rides, like, J-Cars ever? Everyone frosts on a group one rides because that's like, the victims just watch all the big races and swing around. I, I watch her every day. Dan Yendel took a ride here. This was an outstanding ride. It was a small field. Uh, she was blessed in runs, suited. Very different race here. Um, Lamming struggles to, to win races and always has at Flemington. If you dig through, his stats would be awful. Um, she's flying, and she can probably overcome Barry 11, but it's certainly not going to get the same sort of run uh, that it got last start. Yeah, that was my impression, and I was leaning towards it, clearly not starting favourite. I don't like 26 days between runs. But last week came out last week. Last week did come out last week and ran a good race behind Yonkers. Um, but the form's... The, the, the benchmark figure has stood up out of those races, but 26 days, there's enough of a reason to not, not want to back this horse at that yeah. price. 
That, that, that is fair. And look, just here's one for you. Somerset Morm. I'm pretty sure we backed this last start, didn't we? Yeah, I think it was then Scratch, though. Wasn't it? Yeah, don't know. I thought we backed it at Flemington when it ran nowhere behind. Don't doubt Dory. Anyway, it had an SP. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. We backed Somerset. We backed Somerset Morm and fucking Luna Flair. Yeah. So Luna it was all this. Yeah. Same SP basically yep. as Luna Flair. Now it's all of a sudden $35, 40 to 1 with emergencies at one of the joints. Um, our man, Gladrap, jumping on board. Blinkers back on Replace, for D. O'Brien. Replaces D. Oliver. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I find this horse quite hard to catch. It's, it seems to like need a lot of um, things to go right. It has one at Flemington, but it sort of it, it was flying when it did that. So it, it was shithouse at, at, at um, Sandown, beaten Lentz by an awful horse you've never heard of. Then it came out and won at Sale. We backed it that day. Because the last race at sales, a big bet. Yeah. Uh, it, th- it then went to Morphville, won twice. Then came to Flemington, ran fifth behind Marade. Then it knocked off Rainbow Thief at Flemington, flying. This preparation, it ran second last to Dice Roll. Fifth of came fifth to Spring Choice, and then was awful behind down. Don't doubt Dory twelve days ago. So, uh, I think it deserves to be a pretty big price. It has got the SP profile, but. What what is it showing you that makes you want to back it other than the SP? Nothing in particular. Just thought I'd throw it out there. But it is Danny O'Brien's stable, and they're one where wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised if it improved. But just thought I'd ask yeah. the question more than anything. Good question. The um, the standout stat on the trainer jockey combo for me here, just with the number of rides, is. Um, uh, Kieran Ma, David, eyebrows with jo- uh, with jockey Ben Allen on. Who's actually not John Allen's son? I found out the other day. <laughs> Fucking idiot! Do you He's think not. it was? Oh yeah, I'm I did. Not yeah. Irish, but well, well. <laughs> well, I've so, never heard. Of, I've never heard really either of them speak. Did Jay Allen sire B Allen when Jay Allen was fucking eleven or something? Really <laughs> that much? No, well, John Allen would be like, I'd say, he's like near forty. Ben Allen would be about like it's not 22. Possible, but he was living in Ireland when Ben Allen was born. <laughs> was anyway, oh, I didn't do. That. I didn't dig that deep. I just saw fucking B Allen and J Allen, both he jockeys. Win. He wins one in four when he rides for the stable. Yeah, yeah. This is a good pickup. Do you think? Do you think Steve Smith is? I don't know. Brian Smith's son or something? <laughs> well, if if like if a young Smith came through in. <laughs> Like twenty years, and was a bit odd, but scored big <laughs> runs. I'd, I'd consider them related until told otherwise. Yeah. So when a young short guy comes along, and I know, and they're both a bit tall to be jockeys. I tell you what, if John Allen was Ben, if Ben Allen was John Allen's son, you would have seen it on Racing.com at least a million times. Hashtag love the horse. Oh, hashtag love the horse. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag show me what... Yeah, no, let's not go there. Um, anyway, he wins one. He wins at uh, a very strong strike rate, 23 from 99. Um, he, he's, on, he's probably on one with no IP, though, is he? Well, also, Ben Allen's been riding really, really well lately. We talked about it maybe two or three weeks ago, Pistol, deep diver, a preview. He's hit, he's hit form. He's riding yeah. good. What, what's he on here, though? Yeah, Turin. Well, I like this horse a lot. Just found this race tricky. 
and it's Joe and Barrett 19. I wouldn't miss for us those scratch. Yeah. I, I love, I really like Turin. We would have backed it like maybe half the times it's run around. I recall being on it a few times. Back anyway. to the first ever start when it was, um, was given a god awful ride by John Allen. And then at um, someone, it might have even been Linda Meach. Uh, no, it was John. Dan, John took it to Packenham, and we got a, like a pretty good price. Pissed in, it was glorious. Mm. Down the outside, right down the outside fence. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, guys, weekend ahead. Uh, Dickens, you've got Flemington. Where else are you betting? Uh, well, we will have better Wayne Garata by the time this goes up. I think. Yep. We're on a great prices today. Please, God, get a result. Tomorrow's a uh, synthetic at Packerton, so we'll assess the maidens, but that'll be it. And then um, it's a big weekend, though. We're going to do every single race, race by race, at Flemington, but also have a really good set of prices and like detailed work and hopefully better stack at Bendigo on the Saturday. It's one of probably is our most profitable track at the moment. And then uh, Geelong on Sunday, which is a, a good meeting. Very good. I like it. Uh, Shane Curlio, yourself. Um, I've worked, done some work on the, the Sunshine case for Friday, but it's going to be more of a... Um, Going to start this one. What, what I'm going to be doing from now on um, is starting to practice strongly to get us prepared for the grubbery and the outrageous out wide betting we're going to do from July one when the NBLs kick in. When they put the price up, we bet. So I started to um, change the way I um, change the way I do it a little bit to make sure that we're ready to roll. So we're just going to pick the eyes out of Friday. Uh, we'll pick the eyes out of Toowoomba Saturday night. It's worked for us uh, since we've been going down that track rather than race by race. Um, and same with the Gold Coast. I'm going to do. I'm going to pick the eyes out of those prices there for us as well. Um, and then obviously with the stream, we'll be focusing on race by race at uh, at the big meeting at Eagle Farm. All right, sounds it's uh, it's a new it's a new type of anxiety with these MBLs, you know. Like on a Wednesday, you're just sort of like trying to get up as quick as you can because you don't want to miss something. Like if it goes up twelve dollars and you get there and want to back it, and it's now eight. Anyway, just another yeah, form of anxiety that the racing game gives you. I don't, I don't know whether you see it there, but I certainly see it here. Is that like, it's the fucking quick in the dead. You know, I there, I saw a horse yesterday. Actually, we we backed the horse yesterday that won. Yeah, I know. It'd been a week. Um, and, um, like, I was like, fuck, this is over. So I better get myself sorted here. We'll send this out. And, like, it price moves a dollar. Like, before you even think about fucking typing an email. Yeah. Well, the worst thing is, too, like, you you can look on, like, the, the way we get our, our form, our sheets. Yeah. And go, fuck, this is probably a bear. And then it, and you, you check the prices. Oh shit, that's ten dollars. Then you go and do the race. Yeah, it's four dollars. It's seven fifty mm. for for you being diligent. Yeah. Like if, I I really do think it's just articulate replay watchers with black bookers who are just yeah. Bang. They're not they're not price sensitive. They're, they're just going, taking Fuck, it. that's they're in. Sweet. Yeah. Like there's a horse. So there's a there's a race on Saturday. Uh, might be race four at Flemington. Is that the one Odeon's in, guys? Uh, checking and... No, it's not. Race five. Yeah, race five. Odeon's in. It's a black book of mine from last start. 
It's been knocked off slightly. Ruby Saki's in it. There's another black booker. So I can't just blindly back them all. Ocula's in it, which is a horse I love. I often see him. You often see him like just turn off because of some early grubbery. I mean, I call it early grubbery. It's probably it's not that anymore. It's it's people, it's it's people a... doing their work and finding their spot. Yeah. Like when you start in the game and you've got zero responsibility. Like like if you I was living take, living like at home spot. in my mum's house, paying fucking twenty five bucks a week for my like upstairs level of the house without a mm. job, I'll I'll be knocking off everything. Which so um, I'll wipe two kids' asses and trying to pay a mortgage, so I, I, I've got plenty going on. But good on them, that's all. I'll be doing the same. Exactly Funny the same. you say that, I've actually asked mum and daddy if they've got any room <laughs> off of their house. <laughs> um, but, but sometimes you do, see, very often you do see them get turned off, and you just got to be patient, and you just take a better price on the day. Yeah, yeah that's if, exactly If you've done that. the work and price the race, you can see, well, you know, it went up nines, I've got it fives, it's fives now. Wait, you know, I'll, I'll back this at $7 later. Yeah, but so like Odin went up $9 straight away. I was in a six fifty seven. Yeah. Ruby Saki went up well, sort of $4. Mm. That's been knocked off. And so is Yearlong January the same race, which I think was also one of our Black Booker's curls from that Caulfield yes. meeting. It was. The, the um, market has to ease between now and Saturday. It's 125%. They can't all stay short. Yeah, for sure. And there's exactly. a lot of movement come race day. I really think the NBLs are, are working wonders in Victoria and will be proven right and will be taken on everywhere else. Like The fluctuations of movement yesterday at, at Sandown even was enormous. Mm. I think, I think the market's still a really good guide to tactics. But it's yeah. less and less sort of, you know, they can drift and win more. Yeah. I, I feel like they can drift and win more at the moment than a year ago, two years ago. But it's still a great guide to how that horse is going to be ridden. Like that roughly we backed in the last yesterday, I thought could have rolled forward and set outside the lead or sat even three wide on the speed. That last 10 minutes, it went from like 46 on the fair to 60. Where did it settle? Settled last. Yep. And... Speaking, speaking of enormous, I have to add this in because I know Pistol won't. We've spoken about this on the review and the preview and every other view show that we produce. Pistol in the last in Perth. It's we coincidence. Just, we we I, said how we always like double press and... I'm disgusted in some of our... Like, if you're watching and you are, some of our clients, I'm it's like so disappointed in you. There was, a, there was a... Was there three or four people who didn't even see the bet? And, and two days after, Curls or I... Was curls was, was pushing to triple double press these things. It doesn't get any easier than when they're thirty thirty five dollars on the fair to, to you can you can eight times press those fucking things. <laughs> Pistol sent the last winner yesterday, brother Paddy, for probably or possibly Australia's greatest import, Lactar Romilly, friend of the show, Lactar. He sent this thing at 26s. It was 20. It went into 23s for a split second, and then straight to 26. It's continued to drift on the fair to 30s. Yeah. And Pistol sends a, a bet, and you're like, oh no, it's Pistol in the last. It's 30s. <laughs> oh, like yeah. It's so glorious. There's anyone out there that wants to marry a bloke that's going to be rich and famous. <laughs> and you're already a naturalised Australian or an Australian resident, get over to Perth, marry Lactar, and keep him in the country. 
so Pistol can keep tipping horses that he's riding <laughs> that keep winning. Do it for you, Kevin. If you fucking haven't already, get hold of Pistol's set and double press in the last. <laughs> but if you can't do that, and you know someone who could, <laughs> get them there. <laughs> Go on quarantine. It'll be worth it. And have a great weekend on the punk, guys. We'll see you on the stream. <laughs>